1935, the Lions win the NFL championship. The Detroit Tigers take the World Series. The Red Wings bring home Lord Stanley's Cup. Joe Lewis begins his rise to world domination. This transforms the Motor City into Detroit, City of Champions. And we're off to the races. We're dropping it in the water, literally. Uh, we are at the Packard Proving Grounds. I am just, uh, Charles, I'm pretty excited. We're this thrilled. is uh, I'm totally thrilled. This is, this is awesome. So, yeah, it's, uh, we're at the Packard Proving Grounds, and uh, we've been telling the story of, of Gar Woods. And and just uh, Miss America, the, well, the Miss Detroits, and then uh, the Miss Americas, and then Miss America Nine. Last week was just it was so much we had to break it into two episodes. We had to break it into we got yeah we it was it, our show went about two hours and so we had to it, break it up into two. It, it did like, it yeah. did it was great, uh, and and which leads us to the the next portion of our story with Gar Woods, and that is the Miss America Ten. And lo and behold, it's just about uh, ten miles away from where we were recording. Yeah, so yeah, so the, the, you know, we finished up with the Miss America Nine. Yeah, and uh, and you know, it's we, we'd already been building this you know sort of suspense from the beginning. I already talked about how the Miss America Ten was going to be such a big deal, and we you know why not go actually go to the Miss America Ten and have it as a backdrop while we're talking about and it. And it, it's here, and it's it's magnificent, and uh, there's just, uh, we're going to we're gonna take a tour around and, and look at all the, the Packards here. We are at the Packards Proving Grounds, uh, and with us, uh, before we get into Garwood and the Miss America story, uh, we're going to get the story of the uh, Packard Proving Grounds. Yeah, what a great here. opportunity to show a whole new, you know, you know, something I do not, and I will admit right now that... Um, I, my 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 knowledge of of Packard and the Packard you know proving grounds and the factory and everything is is subpar. Let's just put it like that. Yeah. It's not that not by any means in my my uh, my realm of expertise. But we have a man here who he's got the Packard jacket on. Yeah, he's ready <laughs> he's, to go. He's ready, like he's already been talking to us before, and I am I am guaranteeing you right now that this man. Um, we'll, we'll have plenty of information about Packard for us. The today. interesting thing about uh, the Packard Proving Grounds here is I, I think there's like about three employees, uh, and everybody else is a volunteer. Uh, there's there's only a, just a handful of, of full time employees, and uh, everyone else volunteers. Uh, and we our guest here is one of those amazing volunteers that uh, comes in and helps and, and keeps this place uh, alive. Please introduce yourself. Please. Sure, I'm Roger Luxick. I'm the immediate past president of the Packard Motor Car Foundation, the owner of the Packard Proving Grounds. Okay. And uh, uh, how many, uh, how, do, you, do you have a Packard yourself? I have one. My wife has one. Okay. Nice. <laughs> right on. Both what, are do you, ni- what do you got? Are, what do you got? Both are 1941s. Okay. Uh, mine is uh, one of 65 ever built. Mm. It's the last year Packard made a four-door convertible. Ooh. 1941 has a Super 8 engine in it. My wife drives a um, 1941 business coupe. It's uh, French silver over Laguna Maroon, and uh, she just loves that little car. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that is- Jamie, Charles, I'm so glad you guys could make the trip out to yes. see us. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. When we drive in here, we're going to show some, you know, we're going to put some uh, video, you know, some clips, some photos at least. Yeah, as you, because you're going to. The, the intro, if you've not been out here and you're a fan of the show, you're listening, you're watching this, yeah. you have absolutely got to come out here. The mm-hmm. architecture is unbelievable. 
the the ambiance around here like this is like i mean this is detroit man. yeah this is you cannot if you if you've not been out here you need to come so roger before we get into what is here sure give us a little bit of the history of the proving grounds them themselves we are uh like on van dyke we're, we're north m59 by about five miles or yes, so you're in between 22 and 23 mile okay. road and we're exactly um midway at 22 and a half on the west side of Van Dyke. Mm-hmm. And at one point in time, uh, when Packard opened uh, the Proving Grounds on Flag Day, June 14th, and had a big grand opening ribbon-cutting okay. party, um, this was out in the sticks. Yeah, oh, It was yeah. 600 acres This was up north. Size. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it, was a, it was a square mile. Okay. Went from 22 to 23, Van Dyke to Mound. Okay. And it contained a um, two-and-a-half mile high-speed oval mm. test track, nice. 18 miles of badland roads, including water pits, sand pits, clay pits, steep hills, descends through sand. It was a place that Packard wanted to ring out all of the problems of a Packard so that a customer had a high-quality car when it was delivered to them. And that's what we were kind of talking about before, like, you know, before we even started the show was like, you know, when you hear, oh, you know, we're at the Packard Proving Grounds. I guess I thought that it was like a place to kind of, well, I guess just, just kind of test out some new vehicles or whatever. But I had, I didn't realize the type of beating when they say when they say test out a vehicle. Yeah. This is this is the yeah, yeah. this is this is taking uh, the idea of testing a vehicle to its ultimate, you know, zenith. Like they're, they're explain just for a second about about just sure. what kind of a beating they would put these cars through. I mean, it's a big oval track, and you can see the photos. We're going to put up on the picture. Average mileage of a driver in the mid thirties was less than eight thousand miles. Okay, Packard routine test is ten thousand miles in ten days. Whoa. 25,000 miles in 25 days. And this would go around the clock, day and night, 24-7. So it's this huge oval track, and they're just running these cars 24-7 hard, hard every single day. And then wow. they take them off, put them through the 18 miles of bad Aladdin roads, over Belgian blocks, rough paving bricks, railroad ties, rutted roads, dirt roads, gravel just, roads. Your job run, is just to beat these things all day and all night. And then when one driver's tired or whatever, they pull him out and stick another driver in, wow. and he's got to beat that car to death. Like that's it's just I mean it's just it's awesome. Yeah. And this continued throughout Packard's history. Mm-hmm. They were setting world's records of endurance in cars in the mid 30s. 1936 model came out, and they wanted to prove how how good that car was going to be and because it was new to the market and they put on uh, 15,000 miles at an average speed of 88 miles an hour when and this is with a stock car yeah. mm. <laughs> and in the 50s they're driving cars 25,000 miles at an average speed of 105 miles an hour wow. including pit stops, tire changes gassed up Whoa. rolling all the time and, it, and what's cool is, is that they actually, this 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 complex is set up when we again Jamie's going to put some pictures on the screen sure. showing it. Yeah. Um, but you know it's set up where there's living quarters and like bunkhouses all over the place, and they're beautiful. You said well, they're, they're, right? they're, they're nicer than bunkhouses. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm just saying the the style where they where sure. you've got a ton of room for a, a you know each person's got their own. Yeah, you're right, bunkhouse. There, but but it's set up to have you know large numbers of people absolutely here so that each so that so that they can you know people can I mean there's it's a whole uh, facility for I mean you know cooking eating I mean this is a whole place 
People got to live here while they're testing these things every single day. The major buildings, when you first roll up to the Patrick Gorgeous. Grounds, are, are gorgeous. gorgeous. First of all, you should know that our entire campus of buildings, except the one we're in right now, and I'll explain later, were all designed by Albert Kahn. So we're working with folks from the Albert Kahn Foundation to keep our history and authenticity of restoration accurate. Mm-hmm. And in our first building that you come to is the gatehouse. And in that building, the chief test engineer, his family lived out here 24 Mm seven. And then, um, on the second floor, there were bed and breakfast rooms, so to speak. That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. (laughs) I I feel bad. It wasn't, I think in bunkhouses because of some other project I'm working on, but there, there are way, especially Albert Kahn is not, you don't call Albert Kahn and go, Hey, we need to, we need to have some bunkhouses. No, no, you don't need that for a cabin. (laughs) When you're working working for Packard, (laughs) you're top of the line, top of the line. So you're going to get a nice bed and breakfast room. And then there was also a room up there for the guys to sit back and have a, you know, cognac after work sure, or brandy sure. after work and a cigar. And those engineers then monitored all the tests that were going on. And the second building is, um, today we use it as an events building where we rent it out for corporate events, weddings, and that. And that is all our main income generator and the profits from that give us the money to restore yeah. more and more of the packet proof mm-hmm. grounds every year. Because people want, uh, they, you know, brides look by DJ weddings and parties uh, and available for your bar mitzvah. No, <laughs> actually, oh, never done is. a bar mitzvah. But uh, uh, I, I've been doing weddings for like 30 years. And brides, uh, it's a new, you know, probably in the last 10 years, have been really looking for unique venues. They're tired of the same old, you know, wedding halls, just, uh, you know, and, and they're tired of just the, and so they want to do it in a unique place. And, and I, I just, I see brides going crazy for this. Oh, place. this they place, do. It's, it's unbelievable. That, that, that hall is just, I haven't even looked in it yet, but the exterior, you're looking mm-hmm. at it going, this is like one of the coolest places. Yeah. I've had uh, young brides come to me or, or the bridesmaid and say, you know, my friend got married here. I got to get married here. Yeah. And I ask him, this was a number of years ago, why don't you want to go to your dad's country club? Yeah. No. No. don't want that. Yeah. Uh, no. This is our style. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people like barn weddings. Some people like the urban atmosphere. But out here, we have an industrial urban atmosphere. We have the car collection. Mm-hmm. We've got history to tell. And we've got plenty of room for parking for the brides, their guests. And it's out in the suburbs. Yeah. 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 Just like Packard hid this place out here. Yep. In what was Utica, Michigan, Uh to keep the prying eyes away when prototype cars were being tested. Yeah. So you get that same ambiance. Yeah, you do. And that was the thing we noticed, like, is like, we're like, you know, I was coming from getting something done with my car down the street. And you're coming down, you know, Van Dyke, and it's like this heavily commercialized area. And Jamie's like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to take a left right in here. I'm like, this it I'm like it, it just seemed I'm like this is where it's at and you, you take blink, the left end it. and it's like you it's almost like you it's it's so right it, it's it's it, it's like all of a sudden you turn into history like yeah. you go from the separate uh, heavily like commercialized zone where it's like you just kind of pass it on the street almost don't even notice it's here yeah. and once you turn into it you're like back this is Albert Kahn buildings we're at, we're in Detroit history like this yeah. is we are oh, yeah. immer- we are drenched in nostalgia right now I always yeah. say knee deep <laughs> yeah, knee, yeah. yeah and if you notice when you drove up. All the commercial that's new is pushed up right up against Van Dyke. Yeah. Yeah. We're set back. Exactly. Nice front yard. Oh, absolutely. Several acres of front yard. Yeah. And this is what Packard wanted. They're, you know, not only they're building quality automobiles, but they want their customers to know 
where their cars were tested. Yeah. They want to have parties out here for their salesmen. Mm. They want to have new model introductions out here. Oh, nice. And they did that throughout their history. Yeah. When Packard had its 50th anniversary in 1949, all the cars were painted gold in a series. Uh. And uh, people would come here, take a train from St. Louis, Omaha, wherever, with your salesman, and you would jump in your brand-new anniversary gold Packard, and drive home back to Omaha. But see, that's like, that's to say. So it was also used for corporate functions, too. Yeah. I mean, it almost brings a tear to your eye, man. Like, this is, that's like nostalgic Detroit right there. Just the, you know, bringing in the automobile into it, the parties out here, the, you know, the fact that the buildings oh. are still here to actually celebrate into, you know, that they actually use those buildings yeah. to celebrate and that those they parties did. were there. It wasn't just some. You know, place you just you know beat up with some cars. This was like a you know this was an actual place that they used for celebrations, just like you can you know yeah. you can use it today for celebrations. Yeah, yeah. Well, we do. So what yeah. uh, what else we, do we need to know about uh, the history of the grounds itself? Well, I want to tell you about the building we're in. Sure. Okay. Um, the event building is where after a car did a ten thousand or twenty five thousand mile test would be taken in, torn down, literally every nut and bolt. Yeah, it looks like it? a it looks like a, a about a twenty five bay garage. Well, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's uh, seven thousand square feet okay. of, of garage space. Had dynamometers in there also okay. in a separate area, and engines would be tested there till they till something failed. Okay, and then they found out why it did and made it better. All right. And they did the same thing with the cars. Then World War II came around, mm. and one of three Packard did three things in World War II. They built the Merlin engine under license with Rolls-Royce that went into the Mustangs okay. aircraft. They built PT boat engines. Three went into every PT boat built. Mm -hmm. And they let the government use the property for tank testing. Okay. Oh, now, okay. Talk about yes. Detroit. You were talking, we're on Van Dyke, right? Sure, yeah. 11 and a half miles down the road is yep. the Chrysler Tank Arsenal building. Yeah. yeah. So... We get involved with World War II a little late. Mm -hmm. rest, of the, rest of the world got involved in November of 1939, September of 1939. We get involved after the Japanese bomb Pearl Harbor. Mm -hmm. 42 is real quick. And they decide we're building tanks. They need to be tested someplace. So the government leased the property, gave it to Chrysler, and Chrysler would take tanks off the line, drive them. Up Van Dyke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez. Come in the same driveway you did yeah. and do laps on the infield of the high-speed track, but then use the 18 miles of Badland roads, those Belgian paving blocks, those, right. those railroad ties, those steep hills, those water baths, the clay pits. The tanks got to play in. Mm. Well, they needed to be tested just like the cars sure. did. But we, they didn't have a building. Mm. So the government built this building in 1942. Okay. It's designed by the same guy who designed Meadowbrook Hall. But does it look like Meadowbrook Hall? No, it doesn't look quite like Meadowbrook. So, so <laughs> William Cap, feel. the same architect of Meadowbrook for fancy Matilda Dodge's home yeah, yeah. near Oakland University, yeah. built this place. Okay. Then they rolled the Sherman M4s and other track vehicles that right. did their turn on the test track and the steep hills and brought them in here and they got torn down every nut and bolt. So, so they came in through those bay doors. The yeah, bay doors are, that were like, fronting so the bay us. Doors the bay built, doors are built big enough to have tanks come in here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then there's, on the other side of Miss America, 
is a tall bay where they could actually lift a Sherman M4 up off the deck <laughs> and roll it the length of this 110-foot-long August. So what are some of the things when somebody comes to the uh, Packard Proving Grounds, what uh, what does the tour consist of and what are they, they going to see? Because there's just rows and rows of cars oh, man, in here. Places, yeah. Well, we've got all the historic buildings. Okay. But you know, the buildings aren't much without a story. Mm-hmm. So we tell the story of of all the world's records that were set here. Uh, for example, on, on opening day, Packard wants to show off their latest toy. Mm-hmm. GM had their Proving Grounds in 1924. Packard opens up in here in 28, but they want to show the rest of the world and the auto industry what they're up to. So they have a grand party. And during that grand party, they want to show their, how fast a track, the design that Albert Kahn drew, was going to make this a world record track. So they brought in two drivers that had been at the Indianapolis 500 just a few weeks before. One of them, Leon DeRay, set a new world's record at the Indy track at 122 miles an hour. Whoa. Yeah, big time. That, that record stood for, I believe, seven years. Okay. So, you know, that was a strong mark that he put up in, in 1928. Anyway, they bring him, he didn't, he didn't win. Oh. So he wants to prove himself. And uh-huh. Packard says, come on out, bring your racing partner, and uh, let's do some fast laps. But we're going to have a nice party here. we got some dignitaries. Have some fun out there, Leon. But be careful. We don't even have the guardrails up. We're so new. I mean, this is opening day. (laughs) Be careful. Paint's still wet out here. Be careful. You're telling a race driver, be careful. Okay. You know what his answer was? Okay. I don't need your guardrail. I I won't use them today. (laughs) And he goes out and he blisters the track at over 148 miles an hour. Nice. That record stood till 1953. Whoa. Packard had the world's fastest closed course race course in the world. Mm. And they used it to good advantage. Yeah. Yeah. So we tell that story. I think it's a great story. Um, Packard, being the master motor builder, is building. Well, during World War II, PT boat engines, but they're also building marine engines. And we'll talk about what I call Max, mm-hmm. Miss America 10, yeah. because she is a maximum boat. Mm-hmm. They also were building airplane engines. Uh, they did the Mustang engine in World War II, but, and they did the Liberty engine for aircraft, the basis of many of yeah, Packard's sure. uh, engines. Yeah, we talked about it on the boats. show that. Yeah, the right. Liberties, yeah. Well, they also wanted to uh, have the world's first diesel-powered airplane, and not because there was a government contract for it, mm-hmm. because Packard is always striving for quality and innovativeness. They built the world's first airplane, a diesel engine, mounted it in a Stinson airplane, and it flew from a hangar out here at the Proving Grounds. Set a world's record off Daytona Beach, excuse me, Jacksonville Beach, Florida, for having the long, because diesel is so fuel efficient, set a new world's record of staying aloft 84 and a half hours. Oh, my goodness. Set a new world's record. That record wasn't broken until 1985. Oh. So that was over a 55-year record that was held. Um, that plane also was the first plane to ever where a pilot, you could talk to a pilot in flight using a radio mm. as opposed to the old Morse code that a pilot had to use. A diesel aircraft engine doesn't have the static electricity of rotating parts, um, 
the distributor, the electrical wires. Versus what? When you say when you say a diesel versus what was the diesel self, regular gasoline? A, a I mean, diesel self ignites. Oh. It, it, it fires because of compression, spontaneous combustion. So once you get it lit, and there are glow plugs. Anybody who drives a diesel pickup truck knows this: that you start the engine, and once it gets rolling, it just diesels. Yeah. So the fuel is such that um, once it's compressed at a high enough compression ratio, it will self-ignite, and that sips fuel. Mm. Well, th- this uh, that that airplane engine that Packard designed um, set world's records, and um, Eventually, was surpassed by technology in gas engines, but um, still. Well, what was the previous fuel that was that was preventing it from being um, high octane aviation high gasoline? Octane, okay, mm-hmm. sorry. It, but that required continuous spark from the spark plugs, always firing at every rotation. So when you're cruising at three or four thousand RPM, all you're doing is creating static electricity, and that static electricity ball up from the engine is a shield. Is a shield preventing a weak radio signal from penetrating and the pilot hearing it. All they could hear would be the strong dit-da of a, of a Morse code key. Yeah, you said it was like strapped to somebody's leg. Like right, was, they, they mounted it on their flight. Yeah, so you'd feel the vibrations. What's the weather like in Poughkeepsie? Yeah, I can't even spell Poughkeepsie, let alone Morse code it. So there are all kinds of innovation stories we tell. Um, it's not only the buildings, yeah. it's also this, the history of, uh, we have 18 cars in our collection. We have um, PT boat engine. We have Max. Yeah, behind they're beautiful. Us. I mean, these cars are absolutely gorgeous. So you just it, look at them in awe. Yeah. Man, so the, the, the these, of them here. Uh, is this the tour in here? Is this uh, This the, is part of the tour, yes. The crux of the, uh, the this are the there more cars uh, oh. around? Or are these all the cars in here? We own 18. Okay. We have a couple on loan to us from Detroit Historical Society. Okay. They're really significant cars that the city owns. Okay. Um, we have a 1915 um, Packard V12. Packard was the first automobile builder to put a V12 in an automobile. Okay. And the car that we have is rather special because it was owned, personal car of the president of Packard, mm. Henry B. Joy. Well, at the same time he was president of Packard, he was also president of the Lincoln Highway Association. All right. And the Lincoln Highway Association is the first transcontinental highway going from across the United States. It went from New York, Chicago, Omaha, Wyoming, Salt Lake City, down to San Francisco. Mm. And the vehicle that we have was used on inspection trips by Henry Joy, well, driving transcontinental, inspecting the road work while the highway was under construction. <laughs> wow, that's great. So is that uh, that red one over there? Um, oh, the red one. Yeah. 1911. Yeah, it looks like the earliest it, one you got, right? Yeah. It is. Okay, it okay. Is. Yeah, yeah, that uh, one caught my eye immediately. Well, it should, it, okay. as bright red as it is. Yeah. Um, do you know where the Foundation Hotel is in downtown Detroit? I do. Okay. You know that it is a former fire station. I, yes. That's where that fire 
squad flying squad truck okay. was housed. Right. It's really not so much a fire truck as it is a delivery vehicle to get the firemen on site. Mm. It does carry some modest firefighting equipment, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's really to get the crews the hand handle the steam pumps and things like that that the, that were powered in 1911 out to the fire pumping water mm-hmm. and this is how they got there fast. Okay. But there are photographs um this of uh, that vehicle 1911 sitting in front of of what today is the Foundation Hotel okay. and Apparatus Room right Sure, now. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Love that. That's a, that's a that's a cool place. So we've got that and we have uh, one of the last cars. We have a car from 1952. It is one of six built. One of one of four is still known to be existing. Okay, and it's owned by the city of Detroit, and it is a um, a car called the Pan American. Mm-hmm. And these six cars were built to take to international car shows. Okay, they'd send off one off to uh, Italy or London or Germany, and they'd float around to various car shows. And the one we have is the only one. That they screwed with. <laughs> some people hate it. Some people love it. Yeah. I love it. What did they do to it? Well, all cars were built identical. Sure. Except for this one. All right. And so 1952, it makes the show car circuit, makes the rounds. And they said, well, what are we going to do for 1953? Or four? Or five? Or six? Well, they let the other cars, they just paint, change the paint color, but ship them out on the road. They brought this one back. And every other year, they would change it. Ah. Add this, add that, uh. take off this, take off that. Uh-huh. So the car, instead of having 53 tail lights, what was ended up on the 53 car, now are the 1955 and 56 tail lights. Okay. The front end changed. Uh, now they've got the 55 and 56, well, actually the 56 hooded headlights. Mm-hmm. So it became more of a... Um, uh, some people thought the reason they hated it is, well, this is like a, a nice aging actress that had one too many faces. <laughs> okay. And that, and then others say, no, they like the, they like the, the purity of the original car. But with the, to me, with this one, you get to see and compare what the design change was and where Packard was progressing as they were slowly going downhill, getting ready to leave Detroit. Mm. We, out of the uh, 18 cars uh, on site here, uh, which which one is your favorite? Well, the two that I just mentioned, Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they do. Uh, there's, uh, there's a number of cars here that have all different innovations. Uh, we have a display chassis behind us on the other side of Max uh, that shows the, a torsion bar suspension that Packard developed for the 1955 and 56 models that hasn't been replicated since, mm-hmm. um, but it gave a significantly smoother ride a better handling, better braking, all because the chassis doesn't allow the car to sway or buck or tilt back on acceleration. Well, we can see that later, but there's a lot of innovation. But those two cars, first car with a V12, last of the concept cars, kind of hard to beat those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I'm loving it. Is, uh, are there any other like uh, famously owned vehicles here? Or, famously uh, owned, um, um, not so much famously owned, but we have um, a car that's directly in front of us. Actually, mm-hmm. two that look to you to be almost identical. Sure, yeah. They're both 1940 Packards. All right. Um, they have different engines. One has a standard eight. One has a Super Eight. Mm-hmm. But the one that makes it really unique 
is the one with air conditioning. Oh, geez. Packard was the first automobile company to put air conditioning in a car. And that occurred um, in the fall uh, introduction of 1939 on the 1940 model Packards. And we have one of those here. Um, the air conditioning equipment, um, the condensers are mounted in the trunk, and the air ducts are mounted in the back seat. That's because that's where the owners sat, typically. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jeez. yeah. There you go. You know, the hired yeah. help sat up front. Yeah, yeah. You so the, you had to have the... The had, back cooled up. You, exactly. That's no where the owner's cabin is. They had the air conditioner that early. Yeah. No yeah. idea. Can you, Charles, do you know of a car made today that doesn't have an air conditioner? No, not at all. <laughs> Mine, I mean, mine's not, not, not working today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine, mine and Jane. <laughs> so maybe some exotic cars, yeah. but uh, no. Uh, and and who would ride in a car today without air conditioning? Well, yeah. me and Jamie kind of. Cause we're <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Well, I mean, mine kind of works, but <laughs> a little cool air. And I don't know if it's from the air conditioning or just the fan. But <laughs> so, all right, so you'll you'll see the buildings and 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 you'll see uh, the the cars in here in, in the. What do you call this building? Is it is it the garage or what we do call you? this the engineering tank test building? Okay, uh, to keep the history authentic, uh, this was where the tanks were stripped down, every nut and bolt, mm-hmm. then. You know, tested what was right, what was wrong, just like a packet would have yep. gone through. And um, uh, that's one thing you guys should get in here is a tank, man. It's show how it fits with yeah. that door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know how much a tank weighs? Yeah. Well, I, I know. <laughs> Some of these cars are pretty heavy, too. You know, it's, you think as part of the history, there might be a tank on site someplace, but it's probably hard to maintain it outdoors and everything. Well, we've so. got a trustee who yeah. is a graduate of West Point. Oh, okay. He flew helicopters in Vietnam. Okay. He's looking for the well, tank. Well, good. So okay. it's on the it's on the it's, it's on, on the wish list. list. It's on the wish list. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We have so, a long wish list. So yeah, yeah. Uh, after after this building uh, on the tour, what does someone see? Uh, the grounds itself. We okay. do have uh, what's left. Yeah, out of the test track sure. and all the. We have the, the last seven of the of the original nearly six hundred acres. Mm-hmm. We have the last seventeen acres. Okay. All the major buildings, uh, the aircraft hangar that was on the infield of the test track. We picked up and moved oh. three quarters of a mile. Oh, good Lord. Uh, what well, was important to us? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a real piece mm-hmm. of history. Uh, how do you tell the story of the first diesel aircraft or the other engines uh, um, that Packard did for uh, airplane testing yep. if you don't have the building? Yeah. Why would we leave it out there in the field to rust away? Sure. So we picked it up and moved it onto our site. Um, there's the timing stand, and we have... Um, uh, Almost 500 feet of the original test track. Okay. And the timing stand, two-story timing stand, where the cars were observed under under the watchful eye of the engineers that were uh, conducting their test here at the Pack Improving. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Roger, I appreciate it. It's uh, This is great. And we're going to pause, and uh, we're going to continue with the, the next episode uh, of Detroit, City of Champions. Uh, and we're going to dive into, uh, you lovingly call her Max. Yes. <laughs> sitting behind us, uh, continuing our story uh, of Garwood, uh, Detroit City of Champions, one of the 33 championships that uh, Charles... Avison wrote his uh, wrote the the books about. Yeah, we mentioned Henry B. Joy. His Henry B. Joy Jr. was one of the thirty three champions of this season. Oh, so he's what a, did Henry? I mean, do? it's a little bit of you know spoiler alert. You know, so yeah. we haven't talked about it yet, but yeah, he was a, a, twi- a, a twenty gauge skeet shooting. Champion. Oh, okay, all right. So yeah, there's part of again a, numerous. You know, there's there's all kinds of firearm championships that are involved. There's Detroit police pistol shooting. Yeah. 
one that we had a championship that was one of them. I mean, yeah. there's a, but it's so it's Rogers, interesting because you see Henry B. Joy's name all over yeah. the place on roads on. I mean, just his name is all over the place. So, um. so the Packard engines, and here's a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing. So, what I know uh, is that uh, the Miss America Nine uh, had the Packard engines, and Miss America Ten here, the Max, uh, the engines in there are gorgeous. But from what I understand, the Miss America Nine, uh, they the 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 government recalled those engines and use them as prototypes for those big bad boys over there that ultimately powered the PT boats of World War II. Right. You're pointing to the PT boat engine and also very innovative engine. Um, I don't know if you want to get into it now, yeah. but it's a, it's built specifically for mine sweeper use. All right. And depending on the length of the mine sweeper, they would use either two or three or four of those engines. Good Lord. Mine sweeper. Yeah. And mine sweepers, not to get too far off in the weeds, yeah, no, no. are all wood-hulled boats. Okay. Because mines are set off in the water, not by touching them as so much. That would definitely set it off, though. But they have sensors that looks for large magnetic anomalies in the water. Mm. So you don't even have to touch the mine. The mine senses the, a large magnetic field, blows off, and puts out a concussion shockwave right. that can disable a steering of the boat or, or crack a seam in a hull, and all of a sudden, that boat's no longer in the fight. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so now you want to destroy mines, so you buy, build minesweepers. Diesel you, engines and... Uh, well, yeah, yes, that's, that's part of the deal, but the wood hull of a minesweeper mm -hmm, is important. Mm -hmm. It's not magnetic. Mm. Well, that's all well and good if... Well, you got the, sil the silver one in the drawer, stainless steel. That, yeah. That's not magnetic. All the bulkheads are aluminum, probably. Yeah. But what do you do about the engine, the diesel, down below in, yeah. in the hull? Yeah, yeah. You make Packard designs an engine that is all non-magnetic. Wow. It's brass, bronze, stainless, monel. And that's one of My those guys over there? That's one of those guys over there. Nice. Brand new, fresh out of the crate. Nice. Still sitting on its shipping crate, <laughs> NOS. And uh, therefore, you can now take a minesweeper, pretty much with diplomatic immunity, mm -hmm. and drive through a minefield and not worry about the engines putting up a magnetic signal for the mines to detect. And that, uh, and so the, all these innovations, because with uh, what Gar Wood did with his, you know, just bigger, better, faster, uh, and they needed those PPT boats to move. And so the government was like, uh, can we see what you did to that? Yeah, can we <laughs> And they used them as the bring prototype. Bring Gar Wood into, we need some fast boats. Yeah, what, where so, are we going to ask? Gar Wood. <laughs> Gar Wood, yes, the fastest boat man uh, you know, on the planet. And, so. and his engine builder. Yeah, oh, So sure. you bring Packard there on board, go. and yep. there are three 12-cylinder engines in every Packard, nice. and they needed aviation gas to get the horsepower to push that 83-foot boat through the water yeah. up to 55 miles an hour. Mm. All right, so we're going to continue, uh, and we're going to pick up with Max here behind us, the Miss America 10, and uh, more about Garwood. Uh, this was kind of a, a, a little trip down a, a little side road yeah, uh, because this, how important Packard is. Yeah, it's is. unbelievable here. Uh, like, subscribe, leave a comment wherever you're listening 
to podcast stuff, do those podcast things. We really appreciate you. Chris, uh, as always, is chiming in. He said, Charles, 100 bucks right now if you run and jump in the boat. Man, we can already see in it, Chris. We got to wait till Roger this, leaves. Yeah, we got to wait. Till, yeah, we can, yeah, we're we'll, waiting for we'll Roger. We'll be in there. Take we'll a, be taking a selfie in there for sure. A, yeah. uh, and then uh, Michael chiming in saying uh, he just found our podcast. He's up to episode 15 and enjoying it. Uh, so, Michael, thanks Thank for Thank you, Michael. Appreciate you. As well. And everybody else who's uh, listening and following along, again, like, subscribe, leave a comment. We appreciate you. Uh, we're going to pull up the anchor for just a little bit, and then we'll be back with more of Detroit City of Champions. Glad you guys could come out.